Hey there, this is Hannah McGee, and welcome to the iHeart2C podcast. Join my husband, John, and me as we talk about all the happenings in our favorite place, Canyon County. We'll be highlighting businesses, organizations, and just plain old people that make this such a great place to live. If you're tired of all the negative on the news and social media and need some inspiration, you have come to the right place. Canyon County is one of the fastest growing areas in the country. It's a great place to live, and it's where we're raising our family. We're going to take a few minutes each week to talk about the place we call home, the good folks, and the great happenings going on in Caldwell, Nampa, and beyond. So join us here at the iHeart2C podcast. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for another podcast here at iHeart2C. Um, I'm Hannah and John, my wonderful co-host. We have a wonderful guest today, and I am so excited to be able to share this organization with you that just started this year because of what has happened um, in Ukraine with uh, Russia invading Ukraine. There has been a community... uh, just an outcry and a support um, that started with the Slavic churches here in the Treasure Valley. And we have Tanya, um, uh, Tanya Petracek, who's here. She is one of the coordinators and team members of the Aid for uh, Ukraine organization here in the Treasure Valley. So thank you so much, Tanya, for joining us today. Thank you. We, um, We would love to hear more of, of kind of the story of how you guys got started. Um, and of course, you know, why, why do this drive? Why did you feel like you had something to be able to participate in the need, um, when Russia invaded Ukraine earlier this year? So daily on the news, we would see the, what people were going through many, uh, women and children, uh, are lucky to escape with their lives and their families torn apart. And uh, there are those who had absolutely nothing. So we, there's a team of us that just decided like, well, we can't just sit back and watch all the, what was happening and do nothing. Mm-hmm. We have to do our part. So, cause many of us are still have family and friends actually experiences that chaos and fear in there. Yeah. So we felt that we needed to do our part and help those um, in their greatest time of need. So we reached out to other churches, other community members, um, initially started with the churches to see if we can get donations and mm-hmm. start collecting items that were needed and um, overwhelming support, not just from the churches, not just from Slavic churches, different faith faith, different nationalities, different businesses even reached out to help. In reality, we were just asking for breadcrumbs and we got handed oh. bread, yes. you know, so we felt like we had to do something and send to those people in Ukraine. So tell us about the first drive that you did um, and how how much, what was the turnout? How much did you guys actually get when you did that first drive? Yeah, so the oh, the first drive was in March, uh, just at the beginning of the war. Uh, so, of course, overwhelming support from the community. We had a total of three shipping semi-truck containers that we sent wow. uh, to Ukraine, um, medical supplies. And we had businesses donated everything from uh, St. Luke's donated 15 pallets, I think, total of medical supplies. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything from go-go yogurts to local stores. Um, individual people, uh, 
pitching in, volunteers came in. I think February, March was uh, volunteer week or month. So we had lots of volunteers came in and helped us sort pack. I mean, I, it felt like the whole Boise came in to help yeah. us, really. Yeah, definitely. That's so That's so awesome. I love how our community comes together, for sure. Yeah, I think people see the atrocities on television and they feel helpless. They feel like they'd like to do something. I feel, I think a lot of people are enraged and they see the hurt and they want to help. And what a, what a, a great way for people to help. You can't pick up a, uh, an AR-15 and start shooting bullets back at the Russians, but there are ways that you really can help the effort. The help. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And many of us actually felt like we need to pack our bags and go do something mm. at the border. But then there were so many people already there that we felt we need to do something here other than just packing our bags and going there. And, you know, um, yeah. so we're so, blessed to be in this community. Yes. yes, for sure. Yes. Well, and tell us a little bit more about you started with the churches and of course the churches were happy to step in, but then the community started stepping in and then uh, all these outside. So now it's, this is your, this is going to become your third drive you've done this throughout mm-hmm. the last couple months. Um, and tell us more about like, now it's, it's more that the community at large that's supporting you. So what is, what is this drive going to look like um, coming up in um, next week in October? So we actually already started filling up the gym with supplies um, this last week. So we're expecting a high turnover of volunteers. I'm also coordinating the volunteers list and everybody's reaching out to me. When can we come in? So we have a sign-up sheet and we have a just serve. Um, tell us, can you tell uh, us the, when, when, when we can come and volunteer? What days and so time? Oct- October 20th, 21st and 22nd, which is Thursday and Friday, Saturday, Anytime between 11 and 7, those are the collection dates. So that's when the volunteers will be sorting, packing, collecting, uh, labeling, everything. Um, Just like we did with the first drive, table set up and children's clothing, warm jackets, hats, mittens, all that stuff. uh, Sorted out and packaged up. And uh, hopefully the following week you can get that shipped out. Yeah. What are the key items that you're you're short on or that last time... they didn't come in quite like you had hoped. What are some of the key um, items? Well, winter is coming. Um, so a lot of warm clothing. They need jackets, sleeping bags. Um, an- another thing that they asked just recently yesterday, which I heard um, on the presentation in Twin, is candles. They're asking mm. for candles because right now it's darker and there is no electricity. A lot oh, yeah. of grids been taken off. So they're asking for candles. It's great. We can send them flashlights and batteries mm-hmm. and we can send them candles. So just things like that food um, something that's really quickly to pre- be prepared, uh, especially if there is no heat. Um, things like that. So medical supplies, of course, is the highest need. So we are working with the hospitals to get those supplies in. But just for regular people, just think of something. If you were in a situation, you had nothing other than the backpack in your on your shoulders, what would you want? Mm-hmm. You know, warmth, blanket, hats, mittens, things like that. That's great. So for anybody who's listening on our podcast and they want to help, whether that is volunteering or bringing items or finding to see if their business can donate is the best way to contact you first 
um, besides, um, in, instead of just showing up, but contact you and figure that out? You know, th that would be the best because not uh, during the drive, we'll be there 11 to 7 as well. But if somebody wants to bring something in a pallet, we need to uh, safely, you know, get the forklift and get that unloaded and stuff like that. So a lot of the supplies are being delivered pre before the drive uh, just for the safety. So it would be great to contact me and we can get that set up um, or just by appointment, even after the drive. Uh, same thing with the last last drive. We had people miss the drive and mm -hmm. want to come in the weekend after. They can always do that. Just um, call me or email us yeah. um, on the website. There's a there's a link that um, with all the phone numbers. Okay, and um, going back to the shipping part, I'm I have a feeling I'm kind of curious too. So once you you get it all packed up and stuff, and you said you were going to ship it, what does that look like? Where does where who and where does that where where is it taken to to be able to be shipped to Ukraine um, in a safe way so, for it not to be taken or yeah. stolen? Yeah, after the drive, after the collection dates, of course, we still set up a few other volunteers uh, to palletize it you know, at the gym where uh, we packaged it up. So we package it up, palletize it, put it on a semi-truck, and it goes to um, Ohio uh, where it uh, gets decided if what's more important, like medical supplies would be flown mm -hmm. and uh, non-essential would be shipped on the shipping container. And then see. it goes to the po Poland and that uh, it gets distributed by drivers that we work um, over there to Ukraine, mm -hmm. to specific hubs uh, that distribute to directly to the hospitals and to the front lines and okay. to the people. Wow, that's a great visual. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I, I think it helps people truly see. It truly does, because I know some people are like, well, does it ever get there if, if we do donate or give? So I love seeing, hearing that visual. And yeah. I would encourage anybody to go on your, your website um, or yes. Instagram, because there are pictures of you, of, you know, people on the ground handing handing these things out, um, you know, yes. to to uh, the families there. It's It's quite powerful, for sure. And we, we try to put updates on our website as well, where the medical supplies got, and then even people who are there, even from not from our team, they're posting stuff and we can see our boxes because we label all our boxes with Idaho humanitarian aid supply labels. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing to see, oh, there's a hospital opening up our supplies or yeah, uh, powerful. cliff bars right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. That's Tony, Tony, do you get the sense that the average Ukrainian knows the kind of support that that folks like you are giving that americans are giving that you know frankly most of the western world is giving them do they do they understand oh absolutely absolutely they're just humbled by the generosity uh of people of wanting to help without yeah. even asking sometimes they just come and offer the help you ask for a little and they give you a lot more it's just even the basic little things, somebody makes blankets, somebody blank makes hats that they spent during the uh, last few months making and bringing those in. It's just heartwarming. It's humbling um, to see that from our community. Yeah. I mean, so neat. That's great. Well, you do have, besides the one that's happening here um, in uh, October, um, the it's a your church on, <clears throat> excuse me, Lake Hazel Drive in mm -hmm. <clears throat> Meridian. You also have one coming up in Twin Falls in November um, for people. Well, there's to a, up. yeah, it's 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 a we, one of the organization which is Type of Wood that we uh, help out and partner up with, which is another not nonprofit organization that 
um, does their efforts for Ukraine. So um, they have at Idaho a humanitarian aid for Ukraine Magic Valley. So they're doing the drive, which will be helping over there as well. Um, but it's a very similar drive. They go uh, the same way, deliver the supplies to Ukraine as we do. Um, they come over here to help us. We go over there to help them. So that's great. It's another one that's happening in uh, Twin, yeah, Magic Valley, that's November seventh, eighth, uh, and ninth. Okay, and we'll have all that information in our bio. Would you tell us really quick if you know Tanya? Um, there is actually a good large group of um, you know Slavic families, families from Ukraine and the surrounding areas in this Treasure Valley. Do you have an idea? You know, are are there a lot of refugees that are coming? from um, Ukraine here to be safe um, in this um, in the Treasure Valley? I mean, roughly from what I, from what we hear, it's probably 40, 50 families, but then there's a lot of families that are still trying to get mm-hmm. people in to sponsor them. The It's a little bit um, harder um, to do that right now because you have to fill out the paperwork and sponsor. Earlier, they were just able to come through the border sure. through Mexico here. It's mm-hmm. a little bit more harder to do at this time, but there's still a lot coming. There's still a lot of families that are on the list to come. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing more about. Do you have anything else that you would like to share with our listeners about your drive or your organization um, that they may not know? Just encourage everybody to come and help out um, as much as they can, um, if it's donation or just volunteering. Um, it's just amazing to see a it's inspiring to see everybody mm-hmm. there together, working together for one cause just to nice. help those in need. So any anybody come in, help us. Um, we would love to have anybody uh, on those days. Perfect. Well, thank you, Tanya, for taking your time and joining us and sharing more about um, humanity. Thank you for having me. Yes, no problem. So thank you guys for listening. Um, we will have all of the information of how you guys can volunteer, donate, and support this awesome cause, Humanitarian for Ukraine. Um, and thank you for for being here, Tanya, and we will see you there. We will definitely be there. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Tanya. Okay. Thanks for joining us on the iHeart2C podcast. Do you know someone or something that we should highlight? Would you like to get the word out about your business? Send us a message at podcast at iheart2c.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at iheart2c. If you like the podcast and are listening on Apple, make sure to leave a review. Until next time, keep it local and keep supporting Canyon County.